1: Uh, Thanks for joining us for the spoilers for Dark Phoenix. Uh, We're going to now not worry about spoiling you. So it's right there in the title. It should be right there in the description. Hopefully nobody's here accidentally getting spoiled. Uh, This is the first time I think we've ever gone live with spoilers. I'm just a little nervous. I I don't like the that responsibility of you know maybe accidentally spoiling somebody Andrew who cares
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> embracing your role yeah very nicely done uh, we're not gonna worry about spoilers which means a couple of things number one if you haven't seen the movie uh, you may get some of it ruined for you number two you also may be confused because we're gonna jump around a little bit it's not like we're gonna tell you the whole plot of the movie we're gonna assume that you've seen it um, so let's get into it what the do you want to talk eye. about <laughs> They all die, no, but Jennifer Lawrence does, yeah, um, pretty early on. yeah, I saw of, that coming, yeah, well, it's kind of one of them. I mean, it is the key motivating relational aspect of the movie is that um both um Magneto and Beast uh, yeah. g- want to avenge her. yeah, so they're gonna go kill Dark Phoenix. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so, yeah. Did you have, like, pulled up anybody what those aliens were called? <laughs> no. Or what they
1: wanted? Maybe, maybe producer <laughs> Phil can, can find okay, out. Okay, so,
2: I mean, they, they, they look, kind of look like Cree, but they can't do Cree because they've already done that.
3: Scroll. In the, or scroll, sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're not scroll, but they can just shift and change like scroll can.
1: I mean, they reminded me of uh, the aliens in um, Signs. Yeah, actually,
3: you know what? They look <laughs> a lot like the, the signs. Other than the face aliens.
1: changing and everything, but yeah, yeah.
3: Um, he's all he just had to have throw water on them. Everything would have been fine.
1: It's always water. It's
3: always water. Water's
1: always the solution.
3: Um, so machine gun bullets do nothing, but fifty cows. they can do the trick. Well, they
1: knock them down at least. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's. I, this was not clear how to kill these beings. Yeah, because. <laughs> I agree with you. It looked like the bigger rounds yeah. were killing them. Yeah. Like there's, there's like a moment, like there's a tipping point where maybe you destroy <laughs> if enough If the hole of them, is big enough. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, then they can't regenerate. But the movie doesn't really allow you to figure that out. Like yeah. there's no, there's, I mean, because, well, and, and she was dealing with a little bit of the strange space power, whatever that was. That's another thing that's never really explained in this movie.
3: It's supposed to be the Phoenix force. But we've seen her... Oh, have, it is? Yeah.
1: Isn't it? I just, I just assumed it was something that expanded her Phoenix powers in some way. But she was the only one who was able to withstand it because of her Phoenix powers.
3: No, from what I understand <coughs> in the... Again, this I'm, not is the, b- I'm not the Marvel guy.
1: This is the beauty of this movie. Nobody knows what actually happened <laughs> <Yeah>. in <did> it. <laughs> uh,
3: like I said, I'm not the Marvel guy, but I'm pretty sure the Phoenix Force is an outside entity that takes over Jean Grey. That's that's correct. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah.
2: That that fire that you saw coming in like from space yeah. is literally the Phoenix like it's yeah. it's a cosmic entity.
3: That's what I thought. Yeah.
1: Um well, then it really doesn't make sense that she did Phoenix stuff at the end of Apocalypse. That's what
3: I've been saying.
2: Yeah. That's that was a super,
1: huge contradiction. I was
2: super confused by
3: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, I wasn't because I didn't realize that was supposed to be the Phoenix force. I just thought it was some mysterious space force that expanded her ability to be the phoenix
2: yeah in, in fact in the in marvel <coughs> comics uh the phoenix inhabits many people yeah not just jean gray
1: yeah like uh, so it kind of inhabits jessica chastain halfway correct like that's never explained either does she pull like yeah. half of it back into her
3: yeah
2: I was because
1: yeah, she didn't pull all of it no jean gray still had some
3: yeah they they, sh- they were sharing mm-hmm.
1: uh because how I many think... colors were in the phoenix for were there 50 because that'd be 50 shades of gray and that'd be a great great pun anyways continue
3: i don't even know where to start from there (laughs) um so yeah the phoenix force is this outside entity like phil was saying um because i think like it it has to find a host that can actually control or like manage its power because i think there was like this bit where emma frost once uh didn't have enough strength and it killed Mm -hmm. her um then there's like there's other stories but yeah there's like gene gray there has to be a mutant or somebody who is strong enough to hold in that power and i think gene gray is the most famous you know for having the phoenix force yeah but uh yeah that's why it was so confusing because at the end of apocalypse she full on. no i'm totally with you now now. it
1: makes no sense whatsoever and i don't understand it now yeah because it doesn't
3: make sense um so you think that the Charles Xavier stuff is okay with him, like, wanting fame yes. and good stuff for the X-Men and yes. him, you know, blocking out Gene's memories? Because we've well, always <clears throat> seen him be upfront and, you know, honest and I don't want to say, like... uh like a Jesus role, but he has always seemed to have, you know, the right answer sure. for every situation.
1: It's <clears throat> it's, it's infallible. Definitely, it's definitely a road it's a road to hell paved with good intentions moment for him. It's the idea that what he did, he did it for a good reason and he thought it was the only way, you know, to quote unquote fix her. I actually like that conversation that they had with her as a girl where she's like, you're going to try to fix me. And he's like, you're not broken. Now, knowing on the inside, he was like, oh, she is broken. And I do have to protect her or fix her uh, in this way. Um, I, I don't know. I guess <clears throat> there are a lot of people in my life who uh, through, you know, all sorts of stages of my life who are great people and have the best of intentions but don't quite see sometimes the choices that they're making, how they affect other people or how they can be a negative impact on somebody because they really, and they're not even thinking the ends justify the means. They're just thinking this is the right choice because of what the ends are. And it's, it's a subtle difference in mindset. Um, and I don't think that, I don't think that's a change of character. I think it's a very human thing. Like it's a, it's a very real thing that, that I know I I've done too, that I've experienced in my own life where I was like, Oh, I thought, I thought that was the right call. To do this but I was not I was not putting myself in somebody else's shoes enough mm. I was thinking of the end result more than I was empathy um, so uh, so I, it kind of rung, rung true for me he's talking about me people <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm not yeah. Um, so yeah. So, I mean maybe I am. Maybe maybe you're about to drop a big bomb where I've I've really hurt you in some way and I, I no, need to No, I thought you were repent. talking
3: about more about the fact that I'm one of those people who is always thinking about the end and not thinking about what how it affects other oh, people. Oh, no, like, no, yeah, not that, at all. That sounds like me actually.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> it sounds like all of us. Yeah. We're all we're listen, for the first I mean at least the first 5 years of our life, the world literally revolves around us. Like we don't understand Metaphorically. any in in it. No, I mean well, it depends on what you mean by world. Fine. Metaphorically, literally, whatever. Uh what I mean well, by Well, the earth's flat so it doesn't revolve. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it is it is no it is no uh coincidence that we are all self-centered to start, you know? Yeah. Learning empathy, learning how to actually see things through other people's eyes, that is a lifelong maturing process that is very mm. difficult. Uh and I think that's the reason why for all of us we have moments where we're like, oh. I really messed that up, yeah. you know? And I think he's, Xavier's just having one of those moments.
3: Yeah. Um, one of my issues is uh, the lack of consistency with character motivations in this movie. Okay. Because we have Jean Grey who is like, um, who keeps running away from everywhere, but she keeps saying that she's abandoned. Like, mm-hmm. she has to know she's the one running away. She's, The one – because she's like, you guys abandoned me. They literally, throughout this entire movie, are chasing her to bring her home. How is that abandoning her, you know? Um, And then uh, I can understand Magneto, you know, because it's been shown that him and Mystique, you know, they've had this connection. They've been friends, maybe something even a little bit more. Uh, But other than that, I don't get anybody's motivations. Okay, Scott Summers. I can understand He's just plain cut. He loves Gene. He wants yeah, to I'm, save her.
1: That's and that's what I said during the the podcast proper was, the motivations in this movie are primarily if not solely relationship based. Yeah. It's all about uh love and care for a particular person motivating you to do something, which is a very powerful motivation. It's a very real one. Yeah. You know, that we've all experienced, but um but yeah, so But that's, that's
3: not what X-Men's known for. No, not at all. Yeah. Um which I don't know if I can knock the movie for trying something new, sure. considering there's 12 movies you got to you can't just keep doing the same story over and over again. But uh I just want them to do Phoenix Force
1: good at least once. What would uh, make it better? What what's what's your primary suggestion when Marvel tries to do the the Phoenix story? What what is the one thing that the first two attempts missed?
3: They don't treat the Phoenix Force as its own entity. Mm. They put that weight on Gene Grey's shoulders. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like it's it's you it's all Jean. You can't save Jean. Jean and the Phoenix Force are one. Fix that. Make the Phoenix Force like a, like a monkey on her back sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like she's addicted. She's addicted to the power. And you have to, you know, then you could do this More whole, like the
1: one ring kind of yeah, idea. Yeah,
3: exactly. You know, you make it to where, yes, Jean is kind of at fault. You know, she's loving this power. But at the same time, you know, it's poisoning her to want that power. Kind of like, you know, how you love somebody who's addicted to drugs, you want to help them, but at the same time, you know, you got to fight. you Mm got to fight to save that person. Yeah. You know, that would be a good story. You know, but so far they've treated it like, I know in this, I guess you could say in this movie they treat it like an outside force, but they do it for a split second. And then Mm -hmm. her and the force, Phoenix force are one. They don't even call it the Phoenix Force. They just say it's this, it's this, uh,
1: you know, cosmic power. Well, again, this is what leads to my misunderstanding, yeah. right? Like, this is what leads to me not thinking it was the Phoenix yeah. Force. Yeah. And I'm not even yeah. enough of a fan of the material to even know, like, the details of there being a Phoenix Force. I just thought it was just some mysterious you know space thing
3: it's actually like a it actually looks like a phoenix like a fiery phoenix but they say it
1: was like destroying planets and yeah. and, and all sorts of things. And that's of... another confusing
3: thing in this movie because Chastain and Crony aliens are like oh this uh force destroyed our planet Right and then in the movie they're like if uh, if we can't you know get it out of her we need to kill it and then at the end of the movie Chastain's like I want this power and I'm like if this thing destroyed your planet why couldn't you uh, contain the power then mm-hmm. if it was strong enough to destroy your planet which is full of people like you but you can control it and you can contain it uh, that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's none of this movie makes sense to me we're gonna disagree on the Charles Xavier thing Sure, I'm, I'm sure. okay with that Yeah, um, but timeline nobody aging uh jean gray's motivations not not doing what she's saying or not you know like everybody's abandoning me but nobody really is you know i that i can't let all that stuff
1: go how did you feel about uh the making xavier walk like a puppet out of his wheelchair scene it was weird it was very weird i was uncomfortable it was it was it was a little uncomfortable for me i and i don't you know i'm not necessarily usually like that but i was just like I don't know. This just feels icky.
3: Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, too, uh, because it's I, I, maybe it's a metaphor for the fact that she felt like she was being manipulated like a puppet her entire life. And yeah, that, no, it was totally. like a taste of your own medicine sort of thing. But at the same time, it's, I just keep going back. I'm like, well, that's just not the Xavier that I've seen over the past 11 movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- that that's the kind of stuff that holds me back. And I'm like, but that's not who I know. If that's not who I know, then you have to have a story arc within this movie showing me how it transitions from the person I know to the person you're showing me. Mm-hmm. And the movie just starts with this new
1: Xavier for me. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about that we can talk about more fully in spoilers is the power issue. And the thing that the X-Men movies have always done really well, in my opinion, is I think they understand superpowers in such a better way than most superhero movies do because X-Men is about different powers for different people. And so it's always about this person has this particular power and how do you use that? And how would it battle up against this particular power? Whereas in a lot of superhero stuff, you think like Superman or Captain Marvel, or, you know, it's just like omnipotence, right? Well, this movie adds omnipotence into the, the picture. And it's like, these aliens are kind of, omnipotent like they're just squeezing people's inside crushing people's insides or something what? with their hand anytime anytime a superhero just does this and something happens that they want to happen yeah. that's just magic like yeah. i don't have any i don't have any reference point or you know resource in my brain that goes oh that's how their power works yeah but with the x-men usually there is that you know when storm creates a you know a blizzard i get that that's her superpower she can use weather right like that's That's understandable. I have that resource to pull on what that means. Yeah. Then Dark Phoenix gets the Phoenix power, and then she can just do whatever she wants. She flies now. She, you know... Like, I can get it when Magneto, you know, does a little hand motion and metal stuff moves. Yeah. Because he controls metal, and I understand how that's working. But when Phoenix does it, it's like give me something give me even give me some nonsense if you want to just don't don't yada yada the idea oh she's just now omnipotent and oh these aliens are just they can do that like it's but why what what see, are they controlling how are they doing that see
3: i think that's what they need to do because if they say the phoenix force itself is an omnipotent creature and it can can do whatever it wants mm-hmm. it just needs a host you know then I would have been okay with Sheen Gray being able to do all that stuff yeah, Um, because it not only does amplify her powers, but
1: it gives her new powers, you know? Right. So, but once, even, even once that stuff is added, even if you do attempt to explain it, which I don't think this movie does, I don't, I don't think this movie really tries to at all, but even if you do, which would be better, It just adds this element of, oh, so what even matters anymore? You know, like one of the things I've loved about the X-Men is more than any other superhero property, I felt like I understood power dynamics. It's always a difficulty with superhero movies, understanding power dynamics. Um, And in this is a movie that added that unfortunate, you know, uh, mess into The X-Men. And so I was just kind of bummed about that.
3: Which is going to be really interesting whenever MCU starts doing X-Men because they're going to be mixing mutations Mm -hmm. with actual superpowers, Mm -hmm. which are two different things.
1: Right. So. Or non-superpowers.
3: Like Iron Man and stuff like that.
1: Ant-Man's not really, doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. It's all science.
3: But, you know, we're going to have scenes where there's going to be like Captain Marvel and Thor alongside mutants now. Yeah. And it's going to be different because... It's just magic. Yeah, magic and mutation—two very different things. Yeah,
1: Matt. Well, and literally magic in the case of Doctor Strange. You yeah, know, literally the idea of spells and. And those kind of things. So, yeah, I just, you know, again, it was something I always loved about the X-Men that this movie kind of let go of a little bit. So I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Since we're on powers, we could talk about specific power moments that we enjoyed. Um, The street fight. The street fight was great. Yeah. Uh, One of the yada yada moments in that that I wanted to talk about was how Dark Phoenix was able to um, waylay Quicksilver. Like, if he's operating on such a oh, fast... Oh, I wasn't
3: even talking about that street. I was talking about the one at night whenever Magneto and them are trying to get inside the building. And they're trying to cross that street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I have, I have some issues with that one, too. But um, but that was cool. There, I mean, the three primary ones, I think, are... Train. Rescuing Dark Phoenix, uh, getting into the the hotel in New York. Yeah and uh in the train scene yeah right and the space i guess you could say the space scene at the beginning is also you know there's some cool super the nightcrawler stuff in the space scene was some of my favorite stuff yeah um uh,
2: even though it was short I, I liked the helicopter fight scene between her and um oh, Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, yeah
3: how she was just clearly overpowering him with like and he's like mm-hmm. doing everything he can she's just got one hand like
1: eh. <laughs>
3: and, and you can see on his face like the terror of like i can't hold it like it's
2: he's yeah. he's mm-hmm. always been in control his whole life and now he can't he can't handle it
1: yeah yeah um but I, going yeah.
3: back to the first street fight
2: okay outside yeah her since, house. since i was already talking
1: about that uh and we can touch on the others as well but yeah, there's that moment where Quicksilver's doing his Quicksilver thing, which I love. I love the Quicksilver effect. I think it's one of my favorite uh, X Men powers. Um, and somehow she throws him or throws the stuff that he's climbing on out of the way. Mm-hmm. So her omnipotence, not only, I mean, it is true omnipotence, like even beyond time, like she's she is that aware of things that i don't know it's just it was where it was like when i'll tell you this flash and superman and uh you know that moment Yeah, i'll tell you this in
3: the marvel universe not just the mcu but the actual marvel universe the phoenix force is one of the most powerful entities in the entire marvel Mm -hmm. universe so it having omnipotence and power to do whatever it wants is not outside the realm of possibility i could actually believe all that i'm like yeah phoenix force could let her do that she could do all that stuff with that yeah. power.
1: So. And then there's a moment there in that fight as well where I the beast wants to he's he's not trying to kill Phoenix, right? I think he is. I thought he had one of those stun bullets or whatever that they had. I don't know. That chain I mean that chain obviously changes things, but Xavier's like, "Don't do it now," you know. Uh. And then that's when Oh, yeah. When uh Mystique gets killed or Raven. So. Yeah so yeah the,
3: so apparently the guns that uh the military had only affect mutants
1: yeah that's that's what i'm saying like there's yeah. a mutant stun gun kind of thing Because when
3: they started shooting the aliens they're like they're not mutants and i'm like mm-hmm. how do you know because the gun didn't affect them the, oh, oh yeah but that's just so stupid you know like <laughs> a gun that only affects mutants i'm like are you sure there's not mutants that are just immune to that you you're jumping immediately to they're not mutants you know
1: yeah (sighs) yeah no that's true as well yeah um so back to the uh space battle because i want to talk about a little bit about some of the fun stuff there um i thought that was maybe the tightest of the set pieces like it made the most sense from beginning to end to me um and was really compelling to me even during the train sequence as much as i love some of the power stuff that's in the train sequence it was really like jumbled and messy um it suffered from some editing stuff but the space one i really liked i liked when uh quicksilver you know duct taped the space helmet on him on <laughs> yeah. uh nightcrawler so he could go into space um all the nightcrawler stuff of you know just touching people and sending them places and getting yeah. them back and saving the crew. And he killed a lot of people in this movie or aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was, that was a big moment for he him because stabbed he's that
3: one through the neck with his tail.
1: Well, and, and I think, I think part of the reason I, part of the reason he's my favorite and I've always identified with him is kind of the religious aspects of the nightcrawler character. Yeah, the, idea, the idea that, yeah, that Kurt doesn't want, he doesn't want to be a killer. Like that's yeah. not, that's, he, you know, Um, and in that moment just realized this, what I've got to do right now. And he went full nightcrawler and I thought it was pretty, pretty powerful, right? Because not only powerful because it was cool, but powerful because it was, it was was an emotional sacrifice for him. He was sacrificing in doing that. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't enjoying it. It was a sacrifice for him. Yeah. Um, and so that was, I don't know. I, I kind of like that, but he's my favorite character. So what are some of the other action moments that, that you dug
3: uh well the whole thing like i said the new york street Mm -hmm. fight uh how you you're trying to figure out what's magneto doing like what is he doing with the ground and then you realize he's pulling up the subway
1: (laughs) okay so i have a problem with this okay
3: it's stupid it's really stupid but it's super
1: cool (laughs) exactly yeah i totally agree it is super stupid and super cool. He couldn't There's have picked so up many, any of those cars to right? block the door. Like how many? I mean, how many hundreds of ways could you have figured out to block that door? Yeah. Than than pulling up a subway car from underneath you. Yeah. Um. But it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's stupid and
3: impractical, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> Which you know, that's what this movie does. That's pretty much a lot of what this movie is—stupid impractical, practical, but fun to watch.
1: What was the? What was his his um, his uh, sidekick's power? What was her power? Confusing because like she could control minds too. I Think maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of lost that his whole Magneto's whole crew. I kind of didn't understand. I got the the one guy who had hair spikes. Yeah, but like I didn't, I didn't really understand Dreads of Doom. <laughs> yeah, is that a is that an X Men you know of? No. Oh, okay. I, at first, I thought it was
3: uh, Red or Red Alpha, Red Omega. He's like in the X Force, mm-hmm. but uh, because he has like tentacle things, but I don't think it's him. Yeah. But no, uh, but no, I don't know her or maybe him. his
1: name is Dreadshot. Dreadshot.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> good one that's actually that's actually really good thanks yeah i like that one yeah sometimes (laughs) but yeah um i just like how it was you know everybody's powers were on display there you know how you had um storm throwing lightning everywhere you Mm -hmm. had cyclops shooting his eye cannon you had beast jumping from car to car Uh, yeah i'm still unclear if they understand all of beast's powers in the i'm not sure i
1: do other than he's just like a maniac when he's a beast and he goes beast mode
3: yeah Uh, but he's also like i I don't think that they've really shown like how smart he actually is Mm,
1: because that's that's really part of his superpowers is intelligence yeah yeah
3: like insanely smart Yeah. yeah um but yeah, uh, like I said, they do, everybody's powers were on display. I really like—I don't know the actress who plays Storm, but I really like her. I think she does a really good job because she commits to that African accent, unlike Halle Berry, who's <laughs> like, first movie's good enough, right? But after that, you know, I'll, 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 I'll Alexander Ship is her name. She's super good. Yeah, and she looks exactly like what I always imagined Storm would look like too. So, yep. But yeah, uh. So what was, what were the issues you had with Sophie Turner's performance where as I just thought it it
1: didn't quite live up to, you know, everybody else around her. It just, it seemed very basic. Um, And and, and again, so much of this can be script story, all that kind of stuff, but it was just, it just seemed basic melodrama to me. It was very, very quickly over the top, you know, very quickly lost its humanity. And when a performance loses its humanity, I have a harder time connecting to it. Okay. So that, that's what it was for me. You know, I, I, I always felt like Magneto and Professor X and some of the other X-Men, you know, didn't, didn't lose their humanity. You know, I could connect to them and I just, I couldn't really connect to her. Okay. So just because it was so big, there's so much.
3: Yeah. What'd you think of the awful, awful ending?
1: Is it so awful? I'm, I'm forgetting. What What is the awful, awful ending?
3: Well, she's like, oh, if you take this power from me, you'll kill everybody. Right. And then she's like, well, I'm just going to take you a little bit higher. And oh, yeah, yeah. She pulled an Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah, she just Iron Gianted her. And then <laughs> at the end, we have Xavier and Magneto playing chess, and then you see the Phoenix flying in the background.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the Phoenix, actually. It was Captain Marvel. I don't know if you ah, knew that. They're, they're starting <laughs> That's to, how the transition is yeah. going to work. And <laughs> they're starting to, to work it in.
3: Well, it was not the 90s. Yeah. So that's whenever Captain Marvel's movie took place. Remember, there were blockbusters right. everywhere. That's
1: right. I did like the chess scene. Um I didn't like the the Dark Phoenix not at the end just because I didn't quite understand it. I
3: don't either. Is it saying that Jean's dead but the Phoenix isn't? Yeah, I don't know. And why would that kill her? She had the full power already. Right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: the end the end is is a little weird and abstract and yeah nonsensical. Yeah. Um, boy, I felt bad for everybody in my theater sticking around for end credits. Uh, How, what do you do when you know there's no end credit scenes and people are sticking around? Do you tell them? them. I try to too. And they always (laughs) just look at me like I'm an idiot. I've I've stopped. I didn't do it this time because every other time I've done it, it's just like people are like, yeah. So, and they sit there and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if you're not going to listen, I guess you have no reason to trust me, you know, and you want to know for yourself. So I, I, I didn't do it this time. Yeah. But I felt bad. I'm walking out. I'm like, I know there are no end credits here. Yeah. It's as simple as a Google search. Yeah. Like you, you well, that's
3: what I did. Like a uh, hot girl next to me is like, do you know if there's going to be an end credits? Did credit you just say scene? hot
1: girl? Yeah.
3: <laughs> there was, okay. I went to Alamo. You know, Alamo, you can pick wherever you want to sit. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, we had a fairly sparse theater. Uh-huh. And uh, this girl uh, bought a ticket in the seat right next to me in a pretty empty theater. Ah. And she was cute. Yeah she offered me some of her pizza and we talked for a while and then she's like do you know if there's a and then i never saw her again <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but she was like do you know if there's an in credit scene google nope no in credit scene she's like okay and then we left and then there was like people sticking around I'm like hey there's no in credit scene and they're like okay and yeah like you said they just stay. they just stay right
1: yeah i don't i like <clears throat> i'm trying to put myself in their shoes yeah. And be like, if somebody told me there's no credit scene.
3: Either you say, well, I'll Google it for myself. Or you
1: believe them. Yeah, or you what, believe them. What reason do they have to lie to me? Yeah. You know, they don't know. It's not like they're trying to pull a prank on me. They don't know me. Yeah. Right? And what kind of stupid prank is that? Like, it. I, I just, it kind of has blown my mind. But I just, I'm not going to do it anymore because I just, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, part of me wants to, like, instead of not doing anymore, go to the next level and, like, go up to the front and, like, yell. No! go away <laughs> unless you want to watch names that's fine but there's no credit scene oh so you know whenever
3: i hosted that audi event for end game yeah yeah, yeah yeah well at the end of it i i told everybody okay everybody hope you enjoyed the movie there's no end credit scene and some of them got mad at me that there wasn't an end credit scene like <laughs> i had something to do with it
1: yeah yeah so. Well, there's even less of an in-credit scene because in, there's the Iron Man noises at least at the end of uh, oh in, clink yeah clink in game yeah. yeah, there's here. nothing at the end of Dark Phoenix so. yeah. uh anything else no nah, I think thing we covered about everything we want to cover pretty much um so there you go there's the spoilers on Dark Phoenix uh, the final X Men movie for Fox for Fox yeah so and if you're a member of Sif Pop feel free to uh, to uh, listen to our thoughts on what the uh, the MCU might do with the X-Men
0: now uh, that will f- show up in your feed. Yep. So we'll see you then. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.